0: tuum, domino et ipse te inutriet. Cast thy care upon the Lord, and he shall sustain thee. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. How wonderful is the liturgical providence of God! It's an extraordinary thing that both last Sunday's Mass and today's Mass were put together, last Sunday's Mass, centuries before the institution of the Feast of Corpus Christi, and today's Mass, centuries before the institution of the Feast of the Sacred Heart of Jesus, And we find by God's wonderful liturgical providence in last Sunday's Mass a contemplation of the adorable mystery of the Most Holy Eucharist. And in today's Mass a contemplation of the Sacred Heart of Jesus. I find in the intro it the perfect prayer to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. What more could one want to say than what we are given to sing in today's intro at, Look thou upon me, O Lord, and have mercy on me quoniam unicus et pauper for I am quite alone And poor. Here you have a prayer that the heart of Jesus will always find irresistible. Irresistible. And the intro goes on to say, see my abjection. Objection, the word is easily pronounced. But a terrible thing to live objection means being cast off put aside like a thing forgotten of no value, of no use that's objection see my objection and my labor all that I have done and all that I have tried to do and all that I have failed to do and forgive me all Sins, et dimite omnia peccata mea, and put all my sins away. And the sweetness in the last two words of the introit, Deus meus, my God. The song is the source of the antiphon of the introit, and it's the psalm that we know well because we sing it on the first Sunday of Advent. This is the very psalm, the very words, that launch the whole liturgical year. Ad te domine levavi anima meam. The whole movement of the liturgical year, upward and outward. Ronald Knox translates it. All my heart goes out to thee. O God. And the church uses the same song here, and I seem to hear in the intro it, All my heart goes out to thy heart, O Lord. For this is the essence of what we call devotion to the Sacred Heart of Jesus the meeting of two hearts. The meeting of two hearts. Much more could be said about the intro, but the collect today the collect begins rather unusually it doesn't begin Deus qui something that we ordinarily find but rather it begins Protector in Intesperantium this makes the collect rather unusual and it makes one want to listen to what is coming. It's, it's a break in the routine, if you will, of uh, our liturgical discourse. Normally we begin Deus, Omnipotens, Misericons, Deus, or something like that. But today we begin Protector in Te Sperantium. It's remarkable. What is a protector? A protector is one who builds a roof over us. Of course, you all know the wonderful verse in Psalm 67. God puts a roof over his own. He he, he gathers his own into the house that he provides for them. This beautiful image of a God who builds a roof over us, who gives us a home. And God builds the roof over those that trust in him, hope in him, in te course, the roof, the house, and the door, all of these images that we find all through sacred scripture, marvelous meditation to work our way through sacred scripture and to look at all the doors and the buildings and the houses and the roofs. But all of these point, do they not, to the heart of Jesus, the heart of Jesus that not only shelters us is more than a roof, but an abode. And the heart of Jesus was opened by the soldier's lance, giving us a door, a way of entering in. We cross the threshold into the heart of Jesus by hope. Hope gives access. To the heart of Jesus, and that's what I hear in the invocation of this collect: "Protector intesperans Deus." And then, sine quo nihil est validum, nihil sanctum. Without whom, nothing is healthy, or strong, or capable. We seem to hear this collect an echo of our Lord's words. In the discourse at the Last Supper, without me, you can do nothing, nothing. And the colleague says, "Senapu, nothing. Nothing is healthy, strong. Nothing holy. This confession, this owning of our." Infirmity of our weakness, of our utter inability to sanctify ourselves, wins the favor of the heart of Jesus. And then comes the petition, doesn't it? Multiplica super nos misericordiam tuam. We don't simply ask for mercy. Oh, that we do all the time, but. Today, we go beyond merely asking for mercy. We ask God to multiply his mercies upon us. What an extraordinary petition. Only the Holy Ghost inspires such bold requests in the liturgy. Multiply thy mercies upon us. Pile them on that having thee for our ruler and guide. This language of the ruler and guide, of course, is taken from Psalm 22. It's the psalm of the shepherd. And in this way, the collect is related to the gospel with the imagery of the shepherd. The shepherd here of the collect, the ruler and guide is the shepherd of the gospel. And what does the shepherd do? He guides us through passing things that are good. Per bona temporalia. He guides us through these passing things that are good. In such wise that we finally lose not those things which are eternal. This... Collect can only be understood, it seems to me, in the light of Psalm 22 and in the light of today's gospel. St. Peter speaks in the Epistle today, and this should not surprise us because already the church, especially in the development of the Roman liturgy, um, the church almost circles round feast, to prepare us. I suppose it's what modern piety calls remote preparation. Uh, But the Church gives us uh, a wonderful way of doing this. The Church circles round the approaching feast. And so we have an epistle from St. Peter today, whom we will celebrate with the Apostle of the Nations in just a few days. And what does St. Peter say to us today? He says, The God of all grace. What a wonderful way of naming God, the God of all grace, who hath called us unto the eternal glory in Christ Jesus. And here it comes, after you have suffered a little, will Himself, will Himself perfect you and confirm you. And establish you. This, we have three verbs in sequence here. uh, To perfect, to confirm, to establish, and here we have the complement of what we said in the collect, confessing that without God, nothing in us is strong, nothing in us is holy, and St. Peter says, fear not. After you have suffered a little. He will himself perfect you. That means see you through to the end. That's the meaning of perfect. Huh? It's to see one through to the end. And confirm you. It means to stabilize you. Uh, to confirm. Is to. Uh, alleviate infirmity. Which is the want of firmitas very wobbly. And so here, uh, St. Peter says, even if you're wobbly now, uh, God will, in his mercy, make you stable, unwavering, sure-footed even, and uh, will establish you, will make you solid. This is all His doing. And the gradual... Picks up on the words of St. Peter in the Epistle, and the gradual here is an admonition. Uh, the gradual is not addressed to God, the gradual is addressed to us. And so, cast thine care upon the Lord. And it's not addressed to us in the plural, uh, uh, all of you. All of you do this corporately, not at all. It's addressed to us in the singer, which is, Cast thy care upon the Lord, and he shall sustain thee. And then the psalmist gives his witness. His witness. When I cried to the Lord, he says, This is my experience. Let me tell you about what happened to me. When I cried to the Lord... He heard my voice from them that drew near to me. And the the Alleluia verse again goes back to the collect in some way because it describes God, the just judge, as strong and patient. Without whom nothing is strong, nothing is holy. God is strong in his patience and patient in his strength strong in his patience and patient in his strength much could be said about the gospel Uh, it is a gospel of the sacred heart of Jesus and must be understood uh, in the light, in the radiance, in the glow of the sacred heart if you would really understand today's gospel you have to read it in the glow of the sacred heart of Jesus but the, the important phrase uh, St. Luke is very clever uh, in the way he introduces uh, this story. He says at that time the publicans and sinners drew near unto Jesus to hear him to hear him. They are the audientes. They draw near In great humility, to learn something, to hear something, to receive something. Whereas the Pharisees and scribes draw near, without even listening, they begin to murmur. And their murmuring prevents them from hearing. This is a very Benedictine notion, isn't it? Murmuring is what keeps a monk from hearing, whereas humility allows a monk to listen and to hear rightly. It seems to me that if one would hear the heart of Jesus rightly, one must make silence in one's heart and not go to prayer already murmuring. Go to prayer ready to receive all, to hear all, to learn all. As Saint Elizabeth of the Trinity, so dear to uh, the monks of Flavigny, says in her magnificent prayer, make me wholly teachable. holy, teachable. There you have it. The Sacred Heart of Jesus says, learn from me. And Saint Elizabeth says, make me wholly teachable. There's a beautiful correspondence there. Much more. Could be said. About. uh, Today's mass. The. uh, Offertory. uh, Again. Will. uh, Become the expression. Of. Real devotion to the sacred heart of Jesus. Uh, Because. It begins with the word spirit. Which can be translated both as hope and trust it's another way of saying cast not only thy care upon the Lord cast thyself upon the Lord and this is in fact what we do uh, so often as the holy sacrifice is offered Uh, we cast not only our cares but our very selves upon the Lord and into his hands our eternal high priest, that he might lift us and with himself cast us into the bosom of the Father. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost.